Hey everybody, how's it going? Uh, you've reached the home of Moist Clicks. Um, so, uh, it's been a little while since we recorded, uh, because pretty much three-fourths of Chivalry Won't Die was recorded in one seating. So it's been like two months since we recorded. Um, but I am Zach, I am your keeper, and I am him. Is he him? I think he, that's actually a... Link the hero of Hyrule's pronouns. Sorry for interrupting, Dragon. <laughs> uh, his pronouns are he, yeah. <laughs> nice. Good, Good one. Uh, hey there. My name is Dragon. You can call me Max. I play Remus Latram, the expert, and we are both he, him. I'm Jamie. I play Ash. I go by he, him pronouns, and Ash goes by they, them. Uh, I'm sorry if my voice is a bit rough this episode. I have been horrifically sick for the past few days also me and jamie are now in the same place uh so since jamie's horrifying since jamie is rolling physical dice i can verify those rolls and jamie doesn't have to lie about them getting double sixes anymore (laughs) i literally never have i know (laughs) i'm q i uh play joseph carpenter uh i go by all the pronouns and joe goes by he him or they them pronouns I'm Pry, I play Maggie, I go by they, them pronouns, and she goes by she, her pronouns. Our Limerick guy went and got fired, so we had to wait for a new one to get hired. Sorry about the wait, not that we're never late. Our tardiness should not be admired. Welcome to Famous Last Weirds. going to be doing another rest of the wicked uh, rest for the wicked got a lot of cool stuff planned for different characters uh so i think let's start with maggie oh damn hold on one second i don't think we explained what a rest for the wicked episode um if you haven't gotten it already we've had two <laughs> we've had two but like we never like talked about what they were and it was a post-production decision but so rest for the wicked episode is a time it's the time between the hunts since the hunts are during the weekends, which is very convenient for the creature to be able to yeah, do. Yeah, that is convenient. Uh, this is my world I'm making. Fuck you, convenience does not exist. But no, so uh, it's, it's pretty much everything from Monday to Thursday. If there's anything notable that they want to do, if it's like interactions with NPCs, uh, they will not only lead for hopefully good podcasting, uh, they'll also lead into certain buffs you will get throughout the next arc. So Maggie. Yes. What are you doing? Who you want to hang out with? Is it Bugless? No. Is it Bugless? No. <laughs> I would like to hang out with my pal, my good friend, my good goblin friend. Is he goblin? Is he a goblin? Yes, he's goblin. half. He's half goblin. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. I just couldn't. I couldn't remember. Anyway, he's I would like goomen. to hang out with him. But I would also like to mention that she probably works during the week because she has a job now. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, you're yeah. you are a 15 year old worker. You have like two shifts a week. Yeah. <laughs> so you work Monday and Wednesday. Those days are pretty unnotable. Uh, your manager is more worried about, um, wow, you're 15 and want to start working at the place where the guy got gibbed. She's like, oh, I'll, I'll be fine. I heard that was a fluke thing. No, it happened. I saw it. 
You sure you want to work here? Sure, it was a fluke. It'll, it'll be fine. Okay, here's your uniform being tomorrow at eight. Wait, what is the uniform for like a gas station? It's a polo shirt that In says, like, okay, yeah. Gas, gas, gas. Very good. And it even has like little musical notes. Oh, I like that. So yeah, no, all you need to do is sign the paper here, write your first name, initial last name here. So Maggie, initial D. And (laughs) it's a good joke. Fuck you. It is. It's very good. But you also wanted to hang out with Eddie. Uh, yeah. You would have to go over to his house. Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, because he can't really go out, Kenny, unless like dark or whatever. Uh, You knock on the door and the woman who answers the door is a very, um, very kind looking woman. Uh, she looks like she's in her early 40s. Uh, she's wearing a nice flowery dress. She has an apron on. She has like very fifties hair. And she said, oh, hello. Are you here to play with little Eddie today? Uh, yeah, we had plans for today. It's nice to meet you. I'm Maggie. And then she like sticks her hand out. Oh, he's told me so much about you. You were the short one. The short, the short one? Out of the four. I mean, the other three are adults, so that's fine. Oh, yeah, I guess. Okay, well, come on in. Okay, um, thank you. Okay. Uh, if you want to grab any cookies on the counter, I have three different ones. Uh, I have chocolate chip, there's snickerdoodles, and there's gingerbread cookies. In the shape of little starfighters. Eddie likes those a lot. Um, should I bring some up to him? Oh, if you would. Uh, he hasn't come down this morning. I've heard him tip-tapping away at that little computer device he has loves, that he loves so much. Okay, well, it was nice to meet you. Oh, it was a pleasure. Uh, she grabs a plate and, like, gets a couple cookies and heads up. Okay, uh, so you walk up and, uh, there are no baby pictures on the walls. Yeah. Uh, but you walk by, um, you walk by Miss Dumont's, uh, room, and the door's open, and the walls are just plastered in there with pictures. Just, like, uh, a lot of them taken inside... You uh you get to Eddie's door and there is so many stickers on uh the outside of the door, including one that just says "Welcome to the command deck." Is the door open? No, it's closed. Okay, I think she knocks on it and is like permission to enter the command deck. Permission granted, and he uh you hear something lean back and you hear uh you the door opens. And you see from the other side of the room, Eddie is just leaning back in his chair, just kind of leaning towards the door and opening it. Nice. He's just that tall. Yeah. And he's sitting in a, he's sitting in one of those chairs that's a big hand. Um, and you open up and he pulls a smaller, <laughs> smaller looking hand up. She takes a seat. So, uh, hey, um, I, uh, I don't really have a lot of people over except for like Bassie and Darcy. And usually whenever Darcy comes over... We just kind of sit in silence, and it's really awkward. And okay. whenever Bassy comes over, uh, we play StarCraft, but he all he only ever runs at me with like the smallest enemies, just because he like. I think it's because he wants to lose faster. Oh. Mario Kart, Mario Kart sixty four released in uh, North America in nineteen ninety seven. So he pulls out a uh, he pulls his, a drawer that has an N sixty four in it. With two of the nicest looking controllers you've ever seen. Oh. Like, they, they've just been kept in, like, pristine condition. Uh, and he hands you one. It's like, hey, uh, do you want to play? Uh, I like to uh, I like to play as Donkey Kong, but you can pick whoever you want. If you want Donkey Kong, I can switch. God bless. No, it's okay. I haven't ever played this game before. So. Oh, well, um, 
That one goes. That one throws items. That one reverses. That one turns off the power. So just t- stick to the buttons on the controller. Yeah, yeah. Good call, good call. Uh, and you guys just play Mario Kart for a little bit. It's a lot of fun. Nice. Eddie's pretty good at it. Uh, and you're terrible. But you can you can kind of tell that there's some times where he'll see that you're doing bad. And he'll just kind of like, oh, no, I've lost control and run off the edge. Oh. Um, and you guys just have kind of a good afternoon. Um, does he favor any character in particular? Uh, he really likes Donkey Kong, which I don't oh, think there's okay. any like right. lore behind. I think it's just Big Monkey. <laughs> I was um, looking at the cast lineup, and I think I think Maggie likes Yoshi a lot. Uh, he he pa- he actually uh, passes over Yoshi and Luigi for a second, and then goes to Donkey Kong. They're green, but he's like, I can't, I can't pick that for every character. And you actually hear a couple like notification, like uh, AOL IMs on his computer. He literally just like leans over while still keeping his hand on the ground. That's pretty much how he just moves around the room. He looks over and he just kind of like types away at it and he sighs and he looks back and he minimizes it. And he, so what track do you want to do now? You all right? Uh, yeah, I'm. So I realized that it wasn't your guys's fault that a big fire broke out and that a dragon tried to kill people at the Renaissance Fair. Um, but Cindy got kind of spooked by it. Um, and she, she, she wants to hang out again, but she doesn't want to do it at a Renaissance Fair. Oh, oof. And I don't, I can't think of a good reason to be dressed as a goblin. Right. There, that doesn't come up often. Uh, what if you planned it? I can't be like, this bar mitzvah's goblin themed. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, uh, it's summer, so fall comes next. Maybe you could invite her to a Halloween party. Yeah, I know, but how long? How long can I realistically keep that? Yeah, going? good point. Maybe I'm just not meant to interact with people. I don't think that's true. I just, if you find people you can trust, maybe it'll be okay. I mean, I know I don't count as like a regular person because the whole like, uh, fighting things and stuff but i mean i didn't like look at you and freak out like you just need to find people that aren't jerks that you can trust maggie no offense but the first time you met me you pulled a hammer on me to be fair i didn't trust anyone that's fair did you pull a hammer on joe um be honest be honest i'm trying to actually remember when i met joe i'll i'll take short-term memory as no Okay. The first thing Maggie Probably ever not. hit with her hammer was, in fact... <laughs> oh, yeah, wait, I did hit Joe. I actually totally hit Joe with my hammer. It was an accident, but I did hit him, if that makes you feel better. Fair enough. I... I don't know. Do you think I should tell her? Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, how long have you... Do you think you can? Because I don't really know the girl. I mean, we've been talking back and forth for about four years... This is the first time we've met in person. Are you guys really I don't close? know. I thought that was a really big step. I mean, we talk kind of every day, but I don't know. Maybe she just t- talks to me because she pities me. I don't know. I I mean, like I said, it's the first time I've seen her ever, but she seemed to be like, she seemed to admire you a lot. Yeah. I don't know. It's like your whole, like, it's your life and you've the, you're the one who knows what it's like to like keep all this stuff hidden. Yeah. And you're 15 so. and I'm like an adult and this is weird advice to be getting. 
We should play more Mario Kart. <laughs> hey, um, real quick, I had a question for you. Um, how long have you known Remus? Um, about since I was like eight. Is he? What do you think of him? I mean, he's a good guy. He's like, he's kind of like. You ever watched that movie from a couple years ago, Jumanji? Uh, yeah, I've seen that. You know one. the hunter guy. Yeah. He kind of gives off, like, if that guy was good. Right. I don't know. Mm. Like, he he keeps to himself about a lot of stuff. His D&D games are pretty fun. But he just... He's a good guy. So you trust him? Yeah. I trust him. I mean... Ever since he's been around, he's sort of been like a father figure to me, I guess. He's, he's really the only, like... The only guy I've had to talk to about stuff... Uh, when I was first messaging Cindy, I actually invited him over, and he coached me through what to say, and he was really bad at it, but it it helped to have someone there. Yeah, I guess so, huh? So, another round? Yeah! And you hear something. Eddie's window is usually completely closed, but a little bit of light sleep, uh, seeping through the blinds, and you see... You hear, before you see, a person yell in terror and fall backwards off the roof. What? Okay. I, I guess she, like, immediately, like, stands up real quick and, like, looks. Like, she moves the curtains to look. Eddie is under the bed. What was that? Are you... I don't what? know. I don't 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 know. Oh, okay. Um, uh... I think she grabs her lip gloss. She's like, uh... Do you look here, outside the window? Yeah, I think she's gonna go investigate. Um, is she? Is there a way she can climb out the window onto the roof? Or is absolutely that not? Okay, cool. She's gonna climb onto the roof, I guess, with her hammer. Uh, you see a few things uh, while you're on the roof. Um, do you have the hammer out? Uh, I think she has her lip gloss ready, but I think getting out a small window with a hammer wouldn't go good. Okay, so you have the lip gloss ready, and you see a couple things. You see that there's some leaves that have been moved around on the roof as if someone's been walking there. Mm -hmm. You see a ladder pulled up near the roof, and oh. you see, limping off into the distance, Bobby. Son of a bitch! Can I, can I chase the fuck out? I, I mean, I, he's definitely limping. Okay, I think I'm going to yell back at Eddie, everything's okay, I'm gonna go investigate, stay, stay here, it's fine. Okay, he has pulled himself like he has pulled blankets under there, and is just essentially making a he's making a new life for himself under the bed. <laughs> oh no! Feel very bad for him. I'm gonna have to double back around and check on him. Yeah, can I go chase after that motherfucker? Yeah. Uh, do you want to climb down the ladder, or do you just want a uh, big girl jump? If I big girl jump, I might break some bones though. Oh, absolutely! You should probably climb down the ladder. Yeah, I'm gonna climb down the ladder. Like a baby, like a baby would. Rude. Okay, so you climb down the ladder very neatly. And then you run after him, and it's not hard to chase after him. Uh, do you want to yell anything as you're coming up behind him, or do you want to stealth kill? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I'm kidding. Execution. Please don't kill this man. There's a lot of people in this suburb. Yeah, wait, am I somewhere where people can see me? Well, no, there's no one outside right now, but I'm pretty sure they'd be able to hear the flack. <laughs> no, I'm not. I mean, I'm not gonna kill him. Just like if I punched him, would anyone be like, "Stop bullying that child" or whatever? Uh, maybe you don't know. Okay, well, I think I'm literally just gonna run down and like block his path off, like my arms crossed over my chest, and be like, 
See anything you like, creepo? Get the fuck away from me, man. What the fuck was that thing? You were staring through someone's window and for your Yeah, and I saw a big green monster. He's not a fucking monster. He just had his costume on. Fucking chill. Have you not seen the that Ren wasn't Fair a costume. Ever? That wasn't a costume. I saw him at the Ren Fair too, and that looked a little too real to be a costume. Oh my god, you're such a dramatic person. I saw you. I saw you summon that thing. I know you're weird, and I know this has something to do with you. You don't know what you're talking about. Stop staring into people's windows before I fucking call the police. You shouldn't be- There's been a lot of weird stuff happening in this town. Weird stuff happens in every town. It's called an urban legend. People gossip. People are gonna find out about this. You're not gonna be able to hide this weird shit that you're doing to people in the town. Oh yeah, it's me. I'm the big bad one. I'm- Doing what I'm- Well, if you're not doing it, then who is? And you have a choice to make here. Oh, God. Do you want to let Bobby in on this world? He's an asshole, and I hate him. Oh, he is an an asshole. He's going to start doing stupid shit, though. Like, he's clearly proven himself to, like, break onto people's property. He he might take pictures or do whatever, or he might have already. I mean, he's definitely twisted. He's definitely gained an injury for this. He fucking twisted his ankle. I was actually going to break my, like, probably almost a week-long silence with Remus or whatever and bring him to the library. Okay. Well, because I... Because we need to deal with this somehow or it's just going to keep being a problem. Okay, so... No. Essentially, you fucking, uh... Don't do you it. just drag him there? Well, I think I, I'd say something along the lines of, fine, if you want an explanation, you can have one, but you have to come with me. Someone else has got to explain this shit, not me. I'm Okay, um, fine. Let me, um, and he just kind of, like, looks around, and he tears a branch off of a tree, and he just kind of, like, he, he takes him a couple tries because he, like, sees one that's long enough, but it's not thick enough, and he doesn't think. Uh, so he just trying to, tries to get a walking stick. She kind of snickers and, like, leads the way. She does not help him. (laughs) (laughs) Good. She does not help him, but she does keep an eye on him to make sure he doesn't run off. Okay, so you take him to the library. It is, it is late enough that Remus is closing up, and you see them. Remus is going to kind of, has Remus ever seen Bobby at all? (laughs) So the only time the only time you've seen Bobby is when Bobby has been trying to hit Maggie. Okay. I mean, Remus probably knows who. Oh yeah, no, Bobby Remus is knows. Remus right knows Bobby's town. rum. Like he knows everyone in town. And like Maggie's told Remus about Bobby and like his name and the fact that he's a problem. So I assume Remus has like looked into who this person is. Yes. So you probably know like who he is. Yeah, that that's fair. So uh, Remus kind of finishes locking the outside of the world's end and just kind of glances over and sees the two of you and stops to wait wait for the two of you to get closer. Why did you take me to a fucking library? Remus, this guy... Can you unlock the library again? I can't. Who's this asshole? Oh my god, shut your mouth for two seconds. I refuse. Remus opens the door of the library again and steps inside. And sort of gestures for the two of them to come in. Fine, can I sit down somewhere? My ankle really hurts. She pulls up one of the baby kitty chairs from the children's book section. Fuck you, and he sits down. (laughs) Maggie, would you care to enlighten me as to what exactly is going on here? Well, you know who this is, right? So I'm sure you can gather what exactly is happening. 
do you want to talk? Do you want to explain to him what you just said to me? Because he'll be able to deal with you better than I can. I saw that green monster you got. Is that what did that thing to the gas station? Remus's expression sort of shifts from a look of like mild confusion to being very, very cold. And he just kind of turns to look at Bobby and just. So you say you saw some sort of green monster? Yeah, I saw it. Over on Jefferson Street. What exactly makes you think that this is a monster and not, say, a someone wearing green or a costume or any other number of potential explanations? He's six foot eight. He's green. And he has an underbite. I, that's, no, that's no human. How, how big is Bobby, real quick? Uh, he's like, Maggie, how tall are you? I think I'm like five, six. I'm pretty tall. He's five, eight. Can I, I'm going to lean into Remus real quick and just like whisper, so what's the plan? Do we have any like men in black, flashy doohickeys? Do you, do you, do you. <laughs> As Remus pulls the shotgun behind, from behind the counter. <laughs> Full disclosure, that's cut. That was one of, that was one of the, the avenues I was thinking of. Yeah, I got a memory erase potion right here. Remus sort of sits down opposite Bobby and just sort of puts his hands uh, hands on top of each other. There are interesting things in this town. Yeah, no shit. Can you shut up, you little shit? Just listen. God damn. If you want to hear anything else, you will hold your tone and you will hold your tongue, or I will have you in a situation that you will like a lot less than this one. Romy manipulate a person. Ten! God damn it! <laughs> yeah, he, um, he gulps. He big gulps. And he stops talking. And he waits for you. And you stay silent. And it's a really awkward mood. This town has long been host to a myriad of phenomena shall we say things that are out of the ordinary that the the most normal people are unaware of I and others are part of an organization who work to ensure that these anomalies stay contained within this town the more people that find out about this, the stronger these anomalies become. That is why it is imperative that we have been trying to keep you and many others in the dark. So for your own good, I ask you to return home and forget about anything you have seen. Because the more you spread this, the more danger you, your friends, your family, and this town as a whole are in. Just make sure this thing doesn't get my mom, okay? Whatever, whatever is going on. Just... Remus uh, Blit puts a hand on his shoulder. That's our job. And as long as you keep quiet, we'll be able to do it in peace. I'm sorry I called him a monster. He's a very nice boy. You might like him if you get to know him better. His name is Eddie. Don't push your luck, bud. But... Is it okay if I still don't like her? Yes, but I would say that you should... Avoid following her for the time being. The situation she is 
a younger member of this organization, but one no less capable, and the situations that we find ourselves in are dangerous, to say the least. It would be unfortunate if you were to get hurt and disappear from the town because of something that you decided to do foolishly. And uh, he just kind of um, kind of sucks his teeth at that and uh, uses the um, uses the stick to get himself back up. You can see his ankle now. It's incredibly swollen. He does not look okay. Revis walks over to the med kit that is behind the counter at the front and just sort of allow me to treat that before you leave. And Revis just kind of bandages it up enough that he is able to walk better. I trust this will be the last time we meet. I hope so. Now, head on home. He starts limping out. Uh, Remus closes and locks the door behind him. Yeah, I think Maggie says, by the way, she hasn't look, really looked Remus in the face this entire time. Also, she's been glaring at Bobby, but she really has like tried to avoid looking at Remus. She just kind of says, a, thanks, I gotta go to let any, Eddie know everything's okay. Good. Uh, you later. Make sure everything's all right with him. He is rather skittish. Yeah, yeah I know. And she's off. Remus uh, locks the world's end then. Okay. Uh, we'll we'll say there's not too much with Eddie. You get there and you stop him from packing, uh, in which he already had half of his room packed. <laughs> oh no! Um, you explain the situation to him, and he's like, "Oh fuck." Okay. And that kind of ends Maggie's part of this episode. And since uh, we'll go back to Remus locking the door. Upon locking the door and seeing Maggie leave, you start to think back to the conversation that you had with Mervis earlier this week. Yeah, uh, it was immediately after the facts of the business card. Uh, Remus sort of looks at Joe and it seems we'll have to put our drinking on hold for the time being. I have some questions I need to ask. Okay. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll meet, I'll meet you back in the bar in town. Everything goes all right. Sure. See ya. Uh, and Remus heads to the fairy circle. You get there, and Mervis is in the circle. He's not as well-kept as he usually is. Uh, he doesn't have his jacket on, and his tie is just kind of wrapped around his collar. He's a drink in his hand. Hey. I must admit, this isn't how I expected to meet you again. Yeah, it's been a... It's been a week. Say that again. Listen, I shouldn't have... I shouldn't have laid my dad's death on you. You didn't know what this thing was when you killed it. You have every right to be upset at someone who caused the death of and destruction of so much of your world, even inadvertently, but I appreciate the thought. I needed to talk to you to make sure that that was okay, and to make sure that the Chosen remains okay. I've been thinking more about it, and... I have completely pushed the evils of our world onto a child, and even though it was done out of desperation, I'm 
I'm no better than you. I wouldn't say that. You seek the protection of your world, and I can respect that even if your choices haven't been the best. I still feel the weight of my choices even today, especially because of this creature. I wanted you to give Maggie this. Uh, have have her slotted in to her lip thing, her weapon, and uh, it'll give her um, it'll give her something that she can use. I, I've I've been working on this all week. Um, and you seemed like you wanted to ask a question before you left last time, and I I showed you the door before you could. There is someone who has who means a great deal to me and is one of the reasons why I went after that creature and why I protect this town in the first place they uh, they disappeared a while back and I have been searching for them ever since and upon meeting you I thought you might know anything about a sylph named Maria a self-named Maria with long hair. Twelve years ago, before the cataclysm start, she went. She disappeared. We. There's not a lot of murders, and missing person cases, that um, we end up dealing with. So we usually take the one. Well, there wasn't twelve years ago. So we usually took it within high regard. It was a week before the cataclysm begun that she vanished I'm, I'm so sorry do you she disappeared when she was when we were together about 20 years ago at this point something like that is that when she arrived where you were I, where I, I mean report said Yes, she she'd only been living in our back in our world for about eight years. Um, we spoke to friends, and uh, she oh she spoke very fondly of a human who she needed to leave so he would get his own reins on the world. I'm guessing that is you. <sighs> that sounds like her. Well, I'm um I'm sorry. I... No, no, that... The knowledge that she's... The, the worst thing you could have told me was that she was... Gone, and you knew about... That, that she had been... Killed by this cataclysm of sorts, but... The knowledge that she is missing and not... Dead, as it were... Is... Thank you. I, um here and he snaps his left hand he snaps his whole hand he snaps his left uh, fingers in his left hand and a um, a scotch glass appears in that hand and from the bottom starts filling up with a scotch and ice just kind of manifests in it you look like you can use one too you could say that and he sits down cross-legged within the fairy circle uh, Remus sits down with him and takes a drink and as he's sitting there and drinking with 
with Mervis, Remus kind of gets this there, there is this moment of realization that hits him or this moment of where, where he thinks he's realized something and he sort of sits up a little I think I know where she is where? the cataclysm is it's after me and it's after me for reasons I have been running away from most of my life. Reasons that I have spent my life atoning for. And if there was anything that would want to hurt me more than anything else, it would be that. And so I think it took her. Well, we, we don't know that yet. For right now... You guys have taken down three monsters with minimal casualties. You guys have protected a lot of people. I think, not celebration, because I'm really not in the mood for that, but I think I think this waits until tomorrow. Before you go, can you tell me at least one thing? Yeah. Do you have any idea where the cataclysm could be, as it were? And any of your research, any of your plannings or discoveries that could tell you anything about where it could be basic itself. Since it spent most of its time garnering power in our realm, there is a lot pointing to it needing to stay within a vicinity of it. So I would say, since this is the only portal for miles upon miles upon miles, it definitely has to stay within Within a perimeter here, probably within the county. All right. Thank you. No problem. Sorry I haven't been as forthcoming with information as I should have been. I mean, hell, first time I met you guys, I pretended I didn't know what food was. It's Your help is always appreciated, Mervis, whenever you choose to give it. And I think you guys just have a quiet drink, Mervis, in the fairy circle and you outside of it. I do want to make a note of one last thing in case I don't get to bring it up. On Friday, there is a sign on the front of the world's end that reads, Gone Looking. Hey, Jamie. We talked about what you wanted to do for your week, but before that, you wanted to actually explain um, something that's been happening with Ash lately. So I'll let you take the reins. So Ash has had nightmares since they left Las Vegas. But since the deal, they've been sleeping less, and the nightmare is always the same. A woman sits across from them, across a small stream, and she's washing their favorite flannel shirt. It used to be their father's. Um, it's dark blue and green. And the arms are stained so dark with blood that you almost you can't see the pattern on it. And no matter how long Ash watches every night, the stains never seem to go away. And then in the dream, Ash looks to their left and Cyrus's shirt is folded neatly 
and there isn't a single stain on it. In the dream, Ash doesn't understand why guilt mixes with the taste of fierce, protective pride, but they swallow it down and just bare their teeth. After a week of the dream, a pink bodice uh, it's decorated with beadwork and embroidery joins Cyrus's shirt. And two weeks after that, a suit jacket is added to the pile, also folded neatly. Neither of them are ripped or stained, and the guilt mixed in with the pride comes easier to swallow. With those two pieces of clothing, there's more stains on Ash's shirt. The collar, stained dark red, and there's a jagged stain of crimson on the lower back. The washerwoman, who is a banai, she doesn't sing like she used to in Ash's Nightmares After Vegas. Instead, once all the water of the stream has been stained a deep, rusty red, Ash's mouth opens involuntarily, and their mother's voice comes out, singing The Parting Class, the last song their father ever sang to them. And then they wake up, and it's the same, the same every night they are allowed to sleep. And then you hear a knock on your door. That's what you've woken up to. Okay. You approach the door? Uh, I think, yeah, Ash rolls off the couch um, and opens the door. It's, um, it's like 8 a.m. And you see Darcy standing there in a little bit of a huff. Okay. Ash is wearing a wife beater and boxers. Hey. So... I think I realized a way that you guys can pay me back. Okay. For the three jobs that you guys have lost me? I thought it was two, but all right. I'm just expecting the next one. That's fair. Uh, Wednesday. You pick the place, you pick the time. You're taking me out. Bye. Does she, like, close the door on Ash's face? Yeah, she reaches in and closes the door. Ash just stands there and turns around and goes, Cyrus... What? I think I just got asked out. Yay? I think all of my clothes are covered in blood. I mean, that is a look. Fair. Red is in. And Ash just goes back to sleep. Ash doesn't think about this. Ash, like, like... Uh, you actually try to go back to sleep and you physically can't. Ash just lays face down on the couch for a good hour. Okay. Uh, so the hour's up. It is Monday. Do you want to just skip to Wednesday when you have everything planned? Um. Do you want to do a shopping montage with Cyrus where you, like, come out in an outfit and Cyrus is like, no. And then you go back in and you come out with an outfit and Cyrus is like, what are you doing? And you go back in. And then you come out in an outfit and Cyrus is like, all right. And he gives you a thumbs up. And, like, during the entire situation, it's the perfect day. Oh my Nothing standing in my way. <laughs> no, it would totally be, like, I'm just a kid and a life is a nightmare. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. Like, like, 2003. Yeah, but this is made in 2018, so that's fine. 2019. Fuck. Um, so you do the shopping montage. No, Ashnot isn't going to get any clothes. Okay. Do you just wash the blood off 
a yeah, nice shirt. They it's a literally just them being confused about the dream. It's like, wait, fuck. I actually have good clothes. Um I think they pull out their nicest, like non-ripped pair of jeans, uh, and they polish their Doc Martens. Um they're actually wearing their favorite flannel shirt, the blue and green checked one. Okay. Um and we'll say you've gotten in contact with Darcy and told her where to meet you. Where's Darcy meeting you? You've had time to think about this. Yeah, you told me a week ago, and then I was sick on your couch for the whole week. Okay, well, I thought of a date that would be good. So okay. Is, okay. So, you guys, um, you enlist Cyrus's help a little bit, and uh, you ask Darcy to meet you out on the beach. Okay. And you have set up a picnic. Nice. And you pull out short ribs that Cyrus has made, because it's <laughs> the one thing he knows how to make. Good. Um... And he did actually make the grilled asparagus this time. Um, and uh, Darcy is wearing a sundress and combat boots. Oh, I love her. I love her dearly. And she has her hair pulled up in a ponytail, and she has like one of those really large bags that she's carrying. Uh, and she pulls out some uh, like various like fruit trays and everything like that. It's like, okay, so this is fine. This is a nice place. I'm surprised this is actually semi-romantic. I feel like I should take umbrage with that, but thank you. Okay, well, you lost me two paychecks, so uh, you don't get to take umbrage with anything. That's fair. Can I steal you something? I don't know. You, no. No. <laughs> it's my job. It's That's not a job. You, it you're, is a job. No, you work at a library. That's your job. You're a nerd. I used to be cool, and now I work at a fucking library. I was legitimately a thief for a living in Vegas. How was that? Like, stealing for a living? Anything, like, you're super proud of taking? I mean, mostly, I was, like, I started out, like, just shoplifting because I could. Um, but then, like, people around the community just were like, hey, I can't afford food and rent. Can you pick up, like, some groceries for me? And it just kind of went from there. So you're kind of like a Robin Hood. Yeah, I guess. Huh, that's cool. You're cool, Ash. Ish. And uh, she starts digging into the short ribs. She is not elegant about it. She's going to <laughs> on them. Um, Ash is slightly more restrained than she is. She, um, she gets all the meat off and she starts chewing on the bone for a minute before realizing what she's doing and puts it down. <laughs> Ash does laugh at that like not in a mean way um yeah um well this got really awkward <laughs> uh is there um anything you want to know about me specifically i know i guess were you born a vampire uh, born a vampire i was not next were question you- <laughs> were you born a werewolf or were you been uh no my um my dad was a werewolf got it uh, genetically Oh, cool. Um, I don't know a lot about my mom. My aunt doesn't really like to talk about her, but uh, I have I have vague memories of my dad. He um he died when I was pretty pretty young, but he was this really like big guy. Joe reminds me a lot of him, but you know, warmer. Yeah, like a warm Joe. That's going to take a lot of warming. Yes. 
going to be like five minutes in the microwave. <laughs> but no, he was, he was always kind. Always got me a lot of gifts. Always cheered me up when I was crying. I, I know it's weird with him passing away when I was like eight. I still remember a lot about him, you know? My dad moved back to Ireland when I was 13. And then I have only really seen him once since then. That's too bad. Yeah, I miss Why'd him Why'd he move back? Um, he and my mom divorced and he just didn't want to stay in the States anymore. Yeah, that's fair. We do kind of blow. <laughs> yeah. Do you ever think about visiting him? Sometimes, but I don't know. I want to be the kind of kid that he's proud of by the time he sees me again. I think there's a lot to be proud of. I mean, you are a petty criminal. <laughs> I but am a petty that, criminal. Why did you come to Fletcher Cove? I fucked up. And Cyrus got hurt. Oh. And, I don't know, maybe that's why I think my dad wouldn't be proud of me. Bit of a coward. Just ran away. I mean, so... Coward is how you see yourself. A bit, I mean. Let's go down the list. Big green slime monster with millions of antlers and a prehensile tongue. Yuck. Uh, humanoid <clears throat> jelly man that can fly. That's pretty rough. And uh, the world's worst case of mercury poisoning. <laughs> and you charged into all of these headlong, correct? Am I right? Yeah. Tell me I'm right. <clears throat> You're right, but and the stuff I do, it's not like I'm not like Maggie or whatever, or like I'm not just brave. I do the stuff I do because, right, my dad was bought in the Irish Troubles, and like he told me all these stories when I was a kid, and he like like I looked up to him all the time, and. All of these stories he told me is about standing up for the people you care about, even when you're really scared. And I'm really scared all the time, but anything I can do is worth it if it means I can protect... Well, it used to just be Cyrus, but now it's Cyrus and Remus and, and Maggie and Joe and you and the other kids. It's like it's not about me, it's about protecting your own. I think she pauses for a moment. She kisses you on the cheek, and she says, I think you're more like your dad than you realize. Ashton is just staring into the ocean for a good minute and a half. Well, well, we lost them. Ash.exe has stopped working. <laughs> hey, listen, I this is this is nice and all. I actually thought you were taking us somewhere else, so how about we pack this up and I take you there? Um, sure. And I don't, I don't know if there's an incredible amount of dialogue within the next scene, but uh, you guys pack up and you go to the arcade and you guys just play skee-ball until they kick you out. Good. Ash absolutely fucking uses their skeleton key to get a bunch of tickets and buy Darcy like a big stuffed animal or something. Darcy definitely notices you do it and goes to stop you and then looks at the stuffed animal and she's like, I really want it. <laughs> And that's just kind of your guys' time. You just have... You have a really nice date, Ash. Nice. Ash does insist on walking Darcy home. And you do. And, um... You, uh... You walk home, uh... 
She stops a couple times uh, as you're walking on the sidewalk to just stare angrily at other dogs. <laughs> um, but you manage to coach her along. Uh, and uh, you walk her to the door. And I think you guys kiss. And she goes inside. And you walk. You float home. Absolutely, Ashley's home. Hey, Joe. Uh, I got a thing planned for you. Uh, it's Bassie's dad. Uh, he invites you over for dinner. Okay. I go. It's impolite to turn down a dinner. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you open the door and he's like, well, hey there, stranger. How you doing? What's his name again? Uh, did we ever come up with a name for Bassie's dad? Uh, no, uh, okay. his name is Vander. Oh, Vander? Sure. Well, hey there, bud. How's it, How's it going? I wasn't sure if you're going to end up showing up. Yeah, uh, didn't have anything else to do tonight. Uh, thanks for having me over, Vander. Well, come on in. You're letting the heat out. Okay. Uh, and I come in. I shut the door. Uh, are Bassie's, uh, are, is Bassie a shoe on or a shoe off household? Uh, it is a shoe off household. Uh, there is a shit ton of knickknacks everywhere. It's like the most, it is the, there is a, if Live Laugh Love had been around, it would be on the wall. It is that kind of household. Bassie's dad is uh, going over, like he puts his apron back on and uh, it's very flowery and he goes back over and he's like uh, working on the steamed vegetables. Uh, you need any, uh, need any help in the kitchen? Or... No, no, you're the guest. Go sit down. Enjoy yourself. Dinner will be ready soon. How's your kid? Uh, he, you can see him in the living room. Yeah, I say, how's your kid? Oh, little Basil's doing great. Oh, is that his full name? <laughs> yeah, Basil Caller Basil Carahalios. What's he did he not tell you his name? That's silly. Oh no, he goes by he usually goes by a nickname a nickname. I think he calls himself Bassie. Oh, is Bassie his little nickname? Yeah. Oh, that's so cute. Hey Bassie, dinner will be ready soon. And Bassie is staring at you with intent to kill. Hey Basil. You wanna you wanna get in this uh, soup? Joe is going to die in a ditch. <laughs> he leans in and he says, "Motherfucker, I don't care what you are. I'm gonna see if you can bleed tonight." <laughs> don't be rude. It's a dinner party. Listen to him, Baz Bassy. He's right. Um. Yeah. Um. No. If you want to just go sit in there, uh, I'm making a pretty big stew for everyone. I've got some. I've got an array of vegetables. I'll, I'll be honest, we aren't really a vegetarian household, but when I heard, I, I picked up a couple different cookbooks, so I'm going to see if any of them stick. So we can have you over more than once. That's real kind of you, Vander. Thank yeah, no you. problem. I, I go sit down next to next to Bassie, and I say, so where's your sister Rosemary and your brother Time? Oh my god, Joe is dead. <laughs> he ignores you as he continues to play Pokemon. Or is Pokemon out? He's playing Tetris. Do you happen to have the latest copy of Game Informer? He is he is ignoring you until dinner begins. Ah, oh, dang. All right. Uh, so you just kind of sit there awkwardly in silence, I guess. <laughs> you say awkwardly. <laughs> Joe's like cracking up to himself the whole time. Uh, I uh, I kind of walk around a little bit. I take stock of the place. Uh, it's really nice. Uh, it looks like um, the couch has plastic on it. Uh, there's doilies under every possible surface. Mm, sounds good. 
Um, I appreciate a lot of, the good a lot, of a lot of baby pictures. Mm. Is it just an egg? Is it just an egg? <laughs> uh, there's no pictures of eggs, but there's no pictures of Bassie being a baby. Yeah, unsurprising. Nice. Also, uh, <laughs> there there is um, there's like a picture of him in a Halloween costume, <laughs> and he's a falcon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Also, I should say right now, Bassie's just in a wife beater, and his he's all feathered up. Right, yeah. And, like, with you saying that, his, like, feathers, like, got bigger like an owl. Yeah, they, like, puff up when they're, like... Yeah. Yeah, that's fun. He, he, is, a, he is a circle of feathers right now. He's so mad. <laughs> <laughs> he's just a bull. <laughs> he's just anger ball. You look like a peacock. <laughs> you look like a dipshit. Yeah, they get told that a lot. Language, Basil. You look like a dipstick. <laughs> I got told that one more. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, dinner set. It's so fucking good, Joe. Yeah, it's yeah. so good. Hell yeah. This man, this man has seen and killed Bobby Flay. <laughs> Joe's going hard on some asparagus. <laughs> That's the best fucking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Joe's going hard on some asparagus. <laughs> um, I, I go, I go, Vander. This is so, this is so gosh dying good. I mean, well, it's the least I can do, bud. Since you, um, since you saved my ex-wife's life. I mean, uh, yeah, uh, I, I, she's, she's a fighter. Listen, there, there's no need to be like awkward about it. There's no hard feelings between us. It just. We grew apart. Uh, communication is a big part of a relationship, and with her only squawking at me, there's not a lot there. Is Vander saying this as a joke, or is he, like, fully aware of, like, what he's saying? He's fully aware of what he's saying. He's not, like, he's not, he's not a silly man. Like, he's, he takes everything he says very seriously. Okay. And I, 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 I nod, and I say, yeah, it can be tough. Yeah. But, um, no, it's fine. Uh, whenever she comes to visit, it's great. Uh... I usually have to cook the fishes that she brings, which always makes her really frustrated. But right, right. Bassie's just not a raw meat kind of kid. <laughs> just like just chuckling at the table. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I'm not either. Get it? And and he chortles a bit at it. Um, and he begins to say something else to you. Yeah. And he stops. And Bassie stops. What, do I got asparagus in my teeth or something? And they all close their eyes. And they open their eyes. And their eyes are a bright, glowing white. And they all say in unison, Solomon, I know you can hear me. How long has it been? One, two millennia? Oh, it's always so hard to tell. You really gave me a run for my money. And you look outside. And you see all of the cars in the block have stopped. And the people are standing outside of their cars, and their eyes are glowing white as well, and they're all directed at you. Now, I'm sure you can hear this, and I'm sure you're probably not going to respond. It's time to come home, Solomon. Solomon's old news. Oh, you are speaking back. That's new. It's polite it's to talk to family. Do you have a corporeal form this time? Can I actually talk to you? Oh, soon. I haven't actually located you directly yet. 
But don't worry, I will. And when I do, we're going home. It's enough of playing these games. Okay, everyone has to have their own rumspringer from their duties. Think you're the only person, you're the only being who came down from our realm to party for a bit? Do you really think there's a human being who would name their child Buzz Aldrin? <laughs> what? We all do our parts, and sometimes we need a break, but it has been so long, Joe, and it's time for you to punch back in. Punch your face. Now, I thought you said you weren't going to be rude. Don't tell me you're going to come kicking and screaming. I thought you'd have a little bit more maturity with your age. I got business here. Oh, you've got little business with the mortal. Yeah. Too bad. I will find you. Yeah? Finish your business. No. I'll, I'll cut you a deal. I'm not nearly so petulant enough to know that I can take you on. Oh. <laughs> You're older than me. Too bad. I was so hoping you'd try. You're always so competitive. Can you chill? Just relax. Listen. Chill? Relax? What kind of... <clears throat> what kind of banter are these mortals teaching you? There's something here where I am right now. I don't know what it is, but it's... It's wiping out people. Entire races of people that we are sworn to protect. Right? I suppose. You come help me. Take this out. I give you my address, and you can come see the house I built. I'll look you in the eye, and I'll come back. Good. So the deal is that we will wipe out the evil in your town, and you'll come back with me. Sounds good. See you soon, brother. Do me a favor, Victoria. What is it, um, you said Solomon's old news? What should I call you now? Joseph. Joseph, I like it. It's strong. It's nice to have a little bit of juxtaposition. Learn how to talk to people here. So that every conversation with you isn't like talking to Shakespeare. I will try my best. Goodbye. And Bassie's dad immediately goes back into what he was talking about. So I was thinking if I could commission a shelf from you, it would go it would go so well in the living room. I'm actually running out of places to put pictures of Bassie, so I could use an entirely new shelf as just a starting point. Dad, please. Please. Uh, Joe kind of like um, finishes chewing his asparagus and then uh, starts going uh, on some potatoes and then um, like looks up and says, yeah, we can do that. You want some picture frames too? Oh, I'd love picture frames. What sizes can you do? Um, and you guys go into a conversation about that and you look outside and the people who are standing outside the cars just kind of shake their head, look around and get back into their car and keep driving. The dog that Bassie and Bassie's dad has also is now laying on the ground and not speaking to you. And uh, yeah, you just kind of have a nice, ominous dinner. <laughs> <laughs> I think afterwards, uh, Joe steps outside and um, just takes a break from talking to folks. Takes a nice, like, breath of the chill air. He puts his head down and he closes his eyes. And he says his address out loud. So it's Thursday. Um, the meeting is being held at the library again. Uh, but Ash, you get there and uh, Darcy uh, kind of comes in behind you and hip, check you, hip checks you a little bit and finds her seat. 
pulls up one next to her. Ash blushes and then drags Cyrus over with them. Okay. They, Ash and Cyrus are walked up. Cyrus has the most shit-eating grin just staring at you, Till. Uh, Eddie, Eddie does take a seat uh, near Maggie. Hell yeah. Bassie sees <laughs> Joe come in and has a moment uh, <laughs> where he, he actually, like, you see the talons clutch through his shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I took him like just a like a hand up and like a nod. He'll be chill. Don't say it. <laughs> We're good. Don't you dare tell them. We're good. Is, is, tell is us everything what? what? Yeah. What should we be? What should we be knowing about? Yeah. What's happening? Also, it's cool that you showed up. Oh, You're so yeah. popular with your plans and not showing up to our secret cool meetings. All I do is just sit in the woods all day and work on wood. Uh huh. And sleep. Uh huh. But yeah, no, uh, so, uh, all of the people there, um, Darcy's a little bit coy with her week, doesn't bring up the date. Uh, Eddie talks about Mario Kart, uh, for longer than any human being should actually be able to talk about Mario Kart 64. Who's Donkey Kong? He's like a big monkey with a tie. (laughs) (laughs) They can wear ties? I, I, I mean, yeah, they have necks. Let me tell you right now, I don't know how much video games are going to become like a thing over the next few years, but like definitely are imaginative. Eddie, do you have the latest copy of Game Informer? Yeah. Do you want it? Yeah, I need to borrow it. Oh, yeah. I don't have it on me. I'm not like a magazine shop. Yeah. I'm not like a vendor, but I can just you can just I can just give you it. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks. Uh, And uh, Bassie is a fucking statue. (laughs) <laughs> and he has asked about how his week he he has asked if he wants to talk about his week and he politely declines politely <laughs> also i i'm very happy that i finally got to work in the lore that <laughs> that buzz Aldrin is not a human <laughs> i really like that yeah uh hey bassy i have a question bassy you do volleyball right no i i play soccer I was about to say you probably I, I was going to ask if you you like flew during volleyball or like you tried to jump really high or something like that, because I feel like that's not regulation. Can we just hear about your guys this week, please? This is Jeff talking or Bassy talking. This is Bassy. <laughs> okay. Um, OK, so I should have pulled up the end of arc thing. Oh, I actually have it right here. Um, so at the end of each session, I ask you, did we conclude the current mystery? Yes. <laughs> I think so. Uh, did we save someone from certain death or worse? Yes. More than one. Yeah, more than one. Like, uh, peasant. <laughs> peasant number 12. Yeah. The, f- uh, the favorite character. Hey, Remus, did we learn something new and important about the world? <laughs> did we learn something new and important about the hunter? Wait. <laughs> we definitely cool. learned something new and important about a hunter, but did we learn something new and important about the world? Maggie learned that people aren't always just good or evil, so yeah, I definitely Whoa. learned something about the world. What a revelation! Um, and I would, I would argue, knowing the, uh, knowing the face of the cataclysm would be knowing something about the world. Yeah, the face of the cataclysm. Yeah, exactly. What's behind it? All right. Every I also I also really really like referring to the monster just as the cataclysm. It's really uh, cool. Sure. Um so yeah, uh 
Mark two experience. That nice level up. Nice. Yep. Remus, you level up yet? Yeah, I, I'm debating between taking the plus one sharp or taking protection spells for my library. Uh, I leveled up. It's up to you. Um, also, uh, Pry, how close are you to leveling up? Um, like two away. Okay. So we're not going to call what you're getting a level up, but you talk to me about it, and I like it enough that we are we are making a we are literally writing in a move. Oh shit! Fuck yeah! Uh, and the move is the item that Mervis gave. We'll we'll, we'll play this out. Uh, Remus, do you give Maggie the uh, item? Uh, yes, Remus sort of. Oh, Maggie, that reminds me. I uh, went to speak to Mervis, and he gave me something for you. It's another bugless. No. It's actually not something you can really focus your eye on. And what it is, uh, is it's this weird light that almost slots into the lip balm. And you see uh, embroidered on the side of it now. Well, not embroidered, but like gilded on the side, engraved, is the, um, is the symbol for alchemy. Hmm. And the reason for that is, um, Maggie, we'll say that you've tested it a little bit. Uh, you now have a move uh, that we need to work out the kinks for completely uh, that allows you to change what your armor is made of as long as it is a metal. Hell the fuck yeah. Uh, which essentially means, like, uh, like the benefits of this could be uh, if you're swimming uh, and you're still in your armor, you could change it into a lighter metal to be able to, like, swim faster. Uh, you could, if you're fighting an electricity monster, you can change it into a non-conductive metal. Shit like that. But nice. the, um, like, uh, the complete success is training it and changing it into the metal that you want. Uh, the mixed success is changing it into the metal that you want, but only part of it. Uh, so you'll have to position yourself properly during certain things. Uh, or you might mm -hmm. just not get the benefit at all, depending. And the, um... The complete failure is you unsummon your armor. Oh. <laughs> oh, I thought the I thought the failure was like I change it into something bad. Uh either or. If I can't think of anything oh, okay. bad to change it into, I would like to just be able to take the armor away. Alright, that's fair. Okay. Speaking of things, I have dis I look I was looking over some of the abilities and it hit me instantly exactly what the upgrade is that I am getting. Oh shoot, here it comes. Remus is getting the armory. Oh. Now we have weapons. Damn, but well, you have weapons. Could you could you explain it, please? Cool. Remus rolls up with a million weapons, and Maggie's like, "I gotta go." Uh, Armory, you have a stockpile of mystical and rare monster killing weapons and items. You need a special weapon. Roll plus weird. You've had this the entire time, and you're just digging it out of a closet, aren't you? Absolutely. There is a panel on the floor of the Arcanium, and Remus takes a key out that he has had in the desk, and he unlocks it. Uh, so I need to roll weird, correct? Oh, that's... You know what, I'm... Don't spend luck on that shit. What, what, is the, what is the failure for pulling out an item? The failure is you've got the wrong thing. Nice! Which is why I'm oh, debating oh, using oh, luck. Oh. No, but that's so good. I like that though, like narratively. Hell yeah! How far are you? <laughs> if you want, it's it's up to you, bud. 
You haven't spent luck at all this game. Oh, you spent one luck. Yeah. I spent one, and I can't even remember what it was. It was during the Ren Fair. Everybody spent luck during the Ren Fair. I spent, lu- spent luck for the stupidest shit, literally to beat up a child. Actually, I think I even did a luck. I think if Remus is going out to do what Remus is going out to do, putting him with the wrong item would either be a conscious choice that he made, if I choose to keep this, as in, like, not not conscious, but a subconscious choice that even even though he's going out to do it, he takes the wrong thing. But if I spend the point of luck, it is Remus. No, I I I think I'm gonna have to point burn the luck for this because this is something that means enough to Remus that I can't see him taking any mistakes. On a ten plus, you have it and plenty of it, if that matters. Nacho cheese, fucking just two burritos, two really good burritos. <laughs> he has two super. He has two super soakers filled with guacamole. <laughs> Hell yeah, I gotta fuel up. What is the weapon though? Remus unlocks this cabinet at the bottom of the Arcanium, and I think I don't think he relocks it. I think you can see that it's been moved if someone goes down there because he doesn't know if he's coming back. But there is a bevy of different items in there. There are a couple of different guns. There are, like, holy symbols and such. Definitely a monkey's paw with two of the fingers closed in. Yep. But where the dust has been moved, there is a large space where you can see a cane with a dragon's head has been taken. And it is significantly larger than the one Remus used to carry around. That is the weapon that Remus has taken with him. It feels dirty. He remembers holding on to it the rush of power that it used to give him, but holding it now feels cold and it feels wrong in a sense. But he pushes them down and buries them under the conviction that he's got to find the person that he cares about. This is definitely after everyone's already left. Oh, absolutely. This is... Everyone has left for the night and Remus has closed up the library. And he gets this out. He packs a bag full of supplies and he hangs up the sign on the front of the library that says I'm sorry gone looking and he leaves Fletcher Cove thank you for joining us for this episode of Famous Last Weirds you can find us on Tumblr at, at weirdscast.tumblr.com. I track the tags weirdscast, all one word, and famous last weirds. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at famous last weird. Uh, so we will be we will be watching that for uh, fan art and follows and anything related to the podcast. And you can uh, contact us directly weirdscast at gmail.com, monitored by Jamie and I. Uh, if you have any uh, professional requests about anything, we will happy to talk to you. 
Uh, we also want to do a shout out to Ben uh, for putting up at, uh, putting us up at PodCon. That was really cool of you, and uh, we are forever grateful. Appreciate it. I'll, I'll, I'll turn it around. Don't listen to it. Uh, this is for you to use Ben at your leisure. You're calling Ben's phone. Ben's phone is ringing right now. Oh, my God. Pick it up, Ben. There you go. You can use that as a ringtone. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Bye, everybody. See ya. Bye.